0: All right, hello everybody and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad to be with you. Hope everybody enjoyed the Memorial Day weekend and everybody stayed safe and healthy. We have got a lot to discuss today. The NHL now talking about getting closer to stage two of their reopening plan. We'll have the latest plus Bob Bourne talking a bit about some things that bother him. When the Islanders dynasty is remembered. We also have our Islanders birthday today. And, of course, our time machine will take us back to the beginning of Islanders hockey, 1972. Don't forget, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order of Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And don't forget, if you have a question, a comment, something you'd like us to discuss on the show, please feel free to send us an email, the address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news and notes. All right, let's get kicked off with the latest NHL news, and, you know, resuming play is first and foremost on almost everybody's mind right now. The latest news coming out of the league office is that the NHL hopes to have Players back in team facilities to begin stage or phase two of its return, which would be the opening of practice ranks and allowing workouts with small groups of players both on and off the ice. There is no exact date yet for this, but we're looking at early June is the general plan that the league has said is a goal. It has not yet been determined, the memo read, that was released yesterday. It has not yet been determined when precisely Phase 2 will start or how long it might last. We are continuing to monitor the developments in each club's markets and may adjust the overall timing, if appropriate, following a discussion with all relevant parties. And... The NHL has basically announced also that while its protocol and its phased approach is, quote, very comprehensive, it cannot mitigate all risk for players. So here, again, the memo, 22 pages long, here is another quote from it. A range of clinical scenarios exist for those who get COVID-19 from very mild to fatal outcome. COVID 19 generally affects older age groups and those with previous medical, existing medical conditions more so than younger and otherwise healthy individuals. We recognize that players and personnel have family and household members who may fall into these vulnerable categories. Here are some of the plans for phase two it involves non contact uh, on ice sessions. That may involve up to six players at a time. Those players will be expected to maintain physical distancing at all times. And players will have to wear masks when entering and exiting facilities and when they cannot physically distance from other people. Uh, The quote is, Face coverings shall be worn at all times other than while exercising. When entering or leaving the club facility, and while inside the club facility where social distancing cannot be maintained, players are not required to wear face coverings while they are exercising or on the ice. So, again, the NHL trying very hard to figure out the safest way to get things resuming. Another part of the plan, a separate temperature and symptom check at the entrance of all club facilities, and then, of course, if, in the event that a player tests positive, uh, what would the NHL do? But, at the end of the day, the optimistic news that we are definitely seeing right now is that the league is negotiating with the players, trying to figure out how and when to enter Phase 2, and look, you know, if a player arrives at a in, in a in a city where you know they come back to play, they may have to self quarantine for 14 days. So we're still a ways away from even entering phase two at least a week or two away from entering it, but the league also of course will need an, enough tests so that they can keep everybody safe. And again, players and staff will be given a COVID-19 nasal swab test two days before the commencement of Phase 2 and will be tested two times per week afterward, according to a report from Chris Johnston of Sportsnet. They also must take their temperature and do a symptoms check every day. The memo still does not specify... When and if, you know, they can schedule Phase 3 or Phase 4, which is the actual return to play. But for the Islanders, certainly a welcome bit of progress as the NHL inches toward returning to the ice and awarding the 2020 Stanley Cup. And if you want to give yourself a reward, how about a built bar? Built bar is the best tasting protein bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I've tried a lot of different protein bars before, and it's always not very good tasting. The texture isn't very good, and it's difficult to really eat them. But built bar is nothing like that. There are 16 amazing flavors, eight of them are nut free, eight of them have nuts. All the bars are easy to chew, taste great, and they're covered in 100% chocolate. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Let's profile the peanut butter brownie flavor. 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, just 3 grams of sugar, and three grams of net carbs. And right now, we have a special offer for all Locked On Islanders listeners. Just go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order of a Built Bar. That's promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. So, all-time Islanders great Bob Bourne, basically, a little bit frustrated with the Islanders' place in history, and I think part of this is due to the recent documentary on Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, which has aired on ESPN, and Bourne basically believes that the Islanders' dynasty teams of the early 80s should be among the very first mentioned when people talk about the greatest sports dynasties of all time. And basically, here's the quote from Bob Bourne. And he spoke to NHL.com. Nineteen series wins in a row. No one says it. I never see it. It's always the Chicago Bulls. Maybe the New England Patriots. But no one gives us credit. Nineteen. That's what I'm very proud of. No one in this world, in any sport, will ever beat 19 in a row. No one. It's impossible. And we did it. And look, there is a certain amount of correctness about that. The Bulls in the 90s, under Michael Jordan, six championships in eight years, never won more than 13 playoff series in a row. The New England Patriots, the greatest dynasty of the 21st century in the NFL, seven straight playoff games, their longest streak. The Boston Celtics in the 60s won 11 championships in 13 years. They only won 18 straight playoff series, and most of those were, you know, two series wins, and you've got a championship. Not to diminish what they did, but just to put it, into context as to how great the Islanders' dynasty truly was. And I I think part of the reason that the Islanders don't get a lot of attention is the overall lack of respect. Look, Long Island, again, part of the New York metropolitan area, but the Islanders are a suburban team. They do not get treated by the media, both in the United States, in New York, and in Canada especially, with the same amount of respect and attention that, let's say, the Chicago Blackhawks got when they were winning the Boston Bruins, or even the Rangers, you know, they won a grand total of one Stanley Cup since 1940, and yet, you know, the Rangers and that one cup with Mark Messier winning it are talked about like this unbelievable, amazing thing, and I'm not trying to downplay that one cup win, but four straight Stanley Cups, and then an appearance in the Stanley Cup final that next year, uh, 19 straight series wins is something that does not get the respect it deserves, because the Islanders as a franchise don't get the respect that they deserve. And I think that the fact that the Islanders have not won since 1983, that they haven't been back to the Stanley Cup final since 1984, is part of it. And once the Islanders do start winning again, if they win another championship or go on even another long playoff run, I think that people will talk a little bit more about the accomplishments of the dynasty years and how impressive they actually were, but for Bob Bourne, you know what, Bob, you definitely have a point that you are making, and it's legitimate, so hey, uh, no question that there's an issue here, and the Islanders deserve more respect than they get from the hockey media and from sports fans in general. All right, today's Islander birthday of the day. Happy birthday, Matt Barzal. He is now 23 years old today. The British Columbia native, first overall pick by the Islanders in the 2015 NHL entry draft. Made his NHL debut the following season. Only you know two games played in 2016. 2017 before joining the team permanently in 2017-2018. That rookie season uh, basically still remains his career high, 22 goals, 85 points. This year in 68 games, he leads the team with 60 points, 19 goals, so one goal away from notching his second 20-goal season in the NHL. And obviously, It will depend on how they count these uh, return games, whether they count them as playoff games or regular season games, as to whether or not he'll reach that 20-goal plateau. He won the Calder Trophy as the NHL's top rookie in 2018 after having that career-best 85-point season, and of course, he won the fastest skater competition in the NHL this past year. The amazing thing about Barzal, and he just turned 23, as I said, today, the best is probably yet to come for this young and talented hockey player. As far as his career highlights, and there are many, Barzal with a natural hat trick on December 29th, 2018 at the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. Islanders taking on some guy named Tavares, and the Maple Leafs and Barzal got three goals all in the second period, a natural hat trick at that point, his eighth, ninth, and tenth goals of the season. That was three goals on five shots for the hat trick, one of them coming on the power play, and for Islander fans, that in particular a very sweet game. Robin Lehner, 36 saves to earn the shutout. Meanwhile, John Tavares, a minus one, obviously held without a point, and Lehner stopped him on all five shots on goal he took, while the Islanders' replacement for Tavares as the number one center, Barzal, gets the hat trick in 17 minutes and 32 seconds of ice time. So, Happy birthday, Matt Barzal, and uh, just a look at one of the highlights from his career, and I'm sure there are many, many more highlights to come. All right, time for the second episode of our Time Machine. We take you back to 1972, the Islanders' very first season of existence in the news back then. Uh, October twelfth, nineteen seventy-two, specifically, uh, we're approaching a presidential election that year, and a poll shows that President Richard Nixon was leading George McGovern by a three-to-one margin in the American South. Meanwhile, the Vietnam War was still going on. Twenty-one Americans killed in Vietnam that week; fifty-three were wounded. As America wound down its involvement in the actual fighting in the Vietnam War. As for the New York Islanders, they were coming off their first game. They opened up against the Atlanta Flames, who were the was the other expansion team at that time, uh at the Nassau Coliseum, lost that game on October seventh, nineteen seventy-two. And then on October 12th, they prepared to play their second ever game in the National Hockey League. Just to give you some context on 1972, the top five movies that year, number five, Cabaret with Joel Gray, number four, Deliverance, number three, What's Up Doc, the second highest grossing movie of 1972, The Poseidon Adventure, and at number one, one of my all-time favorites, the Godfather, uh, Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, etc., uh, James Caan, a great, great film. And uh, that was what was happening at the box office back in 1972. But for the Islanders, October 12, 1972, they are set to host the Los Angeles Kings in the second ever game in Islanders history. The Kings have Rogie Vashon in goal, Billy Smith, the netminder for the New York Islanders, 9,427 fans in attendance to see this game. Wally Harris was the referee as the Islanders are looking for their first ever victory. The first period was scoreless. Kings outshot the Islanders in that one. 9-7, but in the second period, it was Los Angeles getting on the board first. Bob Berry, a future coach in the National Hockey League, his third of the season from Juha Vieting at 531, and it was 1-0 in favor of the Kings. The Islanders bounce back later on in that second period. Billy Harris, the first ever draft pick in Islanders history, getting his second goal of the season and of his career, assists to Brian Spinner Spencer and Jermaine Gagnon at sixteen thirty-nine. and after 40 minutes, the game was all even at one apiece. The Kings regained the lead early in the third period. Bob Berry is second of the game, fourth of the season, unassisted, exactly one minute into the third, and the Islanders were down 2-1, to one, but Billy Harris answers his second of the game, third of the season, Dave Hudson and Jermaine Gagnon with the helpers at 339, and it was all tied at 2. And then, with just 109 left in regulation, Jermaine Gagnon, his first goal as an Islander, his first goal of the season, unassisted at 1851, and the Islanders walk away with their first victory in franchise history by a score of three to two. Gagnon with a goal and two assists in on every score the Islanders had. Billy Harris, two goals. Both Harris and Gagnon were plus threes to pace the Islanders. Meanwhile, shots on goal, Billy Harris leading the way with seven. Gagnon and Jim Mayer uh, with four each next on that one, but the Kings, as a team, outshot the Islanders 30-26. to Both Bob Berry and Barry Long had five shots on goal each for the LA Kings. For the Islanders, the first victory in franchise history, and I'll tell you, that was pretty impressive, because after that, Uh, Not a lot of wins during this entire season. Islanders go 12 wins, 60 losses, and 6 ties in their first season. The worst record up until that point in NHL history. They finished 23 points behind the 7th place Vancouver Canucks in the NHL's Eastern Division back then. That was their first win. They would not win again. Uh, for another seven games. So they would go 0-6-1 in their next six games before winning their first road game on November 1st, 1972, in Oakland, a 6-2 decision over the California Golden Seals. Then they go on another losing streak of seven games. So the Islanders, after 16 games, were 2-13-1, uh, you know, the famous quote from Bill Torrey was that th- their name should have been the Hapless Islanders because that's what every headline in every newspaper said about them. The highlight for the Islanders in that very first season had to have come on January 18th, 1973. That was when the Islanders beat the defending Stanley Cup champion Boston Bruins in Boston by a score of 9-7, to two goals and two assists for Don Blackburn, Billy Harris, two goals and one assist, and Captain Ed Westfall with a pair of goals against his former team, four goals for Johnny Busick of Boston, three assists each for both Bobby Orr and Phil Esposito, but it wasn't enough as the islanders downed the bruins by a score of 9 to 7 and uh that was by far the biggest win billy smith in goal for the islanders who were outshot in this one 38 to 28 but managed to pull off the victory again only 12 wins that first year but it did lay the groundwork for the drafting of Dennis Potvin and the eventual building of the Islanders dynasty. And don't forget, we'll have more Time Machine moments throughout this week as we look back on some great years and moments in Islanders history. So today, October 1972, highlighting the Islanders' very first victory in franchise history over the Los Angeles Kings. Now, if you're enjoying the show, please tell your friends, tell your family, and you can help us grow our audience by leaving a five-star review, uh, rating on your podcatcher of choice and a review that does help other Islander fans find the podcast, and uh, we thank you for that very much. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Islanders. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NHL. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. Keep that social distancing going, and remember every day, gets us one day closer to the resumption of hockey. And of course, let's go Islanders.